that which commanded the stars. <laughs> oh, Richie, I've been thinking. You know how Elden Ring is in your game? Yes. So maybe somebody who's never listened to our podcast might stumble upon our Elden Ring content, current and future. Yeah, but I think if they hadn't heard the podcast and they stumbled onto this video, they would have turned it off within the first <laughs> maybe 10 seconds and left a dislike and possibly a comment about how we're not taking it seriously. Okay, well, you see where I'm going with this. So I think for the Elden Ring, we need to change up our tone a little bit. We need to be like more serious and professional. So for our more serious tone, I actually picked up a different theme music for whenever we're going to be talking about Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear it? Certainly. Okay, I will send it to you. For reference, this music is called Epic Theme Number 2. <laughs> Sounds reasonably epic. That's the type of mindset we have to get ourselves into when we talk about Elden Ring. Alright. Are you feeling epic? Are we going to start this again, or...? No, no, we're continuing. Jesus, okay. People are going to wonder, where's up my jam? People are going to wonder, like, I, I looked for Elden Ring, I found this, it's three minutes in, they haven't shown any footage yet, I'm switching off. Elden Ring Trailer Breakdown. <laughs> By request, because you posted. <laughs> you asked people and they did want this, so. Yes. 95% of the people who responded thought this was a good idea, so. <laughs> so we're doing it. All right. Okay, you ready? Respect your audience's time, number one rule. <laughs> Okay. I really like this because it reminds me of Thor from MC. <laughs> Good. Chabby Thor is best Thor. Well, this this guy looks this guy looks pretty ripped. <laughs> Too bad. I like this. Yeah. I really, really like this. Yeah. What did he say? I doubt you could even imagine it. I'm not doing the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shot. Yeah. I really love everything about this whole um, part. This reminds me of Dark Souls a lot. Why do you why do you think that is? Well, there's like a firekeeper, mm -hmm. there's Andre, 
There's the Nameless King slash Ornstein. There's a giant sword from uh, Berserk. It's also very Lord of the Rings. We'll get to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. What uh what was your takeaway other than I really like this? Well, <laughs> I really like this and I got a very MCU phase 4 type of feel from it. What? MCU phase 4? The what what why? Yeah, but, but what what did this have to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Thor is there, and I really like Thor, mm-hmm. especially Chubby Thor. Yeah. So yeah. you you mean that it had like a kind of buff Viking in it? Not just any buff Viking. He had a hammer. Yep. Yeah, I really like that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your impression? My impression is like, I'll wait until I see gameplay before I develop a full impression. Because like, this looks like, it looks very high fantasy from what we've seen. And like, I've said before on this that like, I don't especially like the high fantasy aspects of the Souls games. I prefer the more grounded sort of like eldritch uh, like low fantasy sort of stuff that feels very physical. Mm-hmm. So, but like, again, we haven't seen, like, I don't know what the rest of the world is like. Cause for all we know, like this, this is probably from the intro. So it's probably like, Hey, all this, all this Nordic gods and rings and forging has already happened. And then the world itself is like some decaying crap sack. And you don't actually encounter this stuff. Do you think they're going to go with a decaying world yet again? I've got bad news for you. Oh, no. The narrator was explaining how, like, the ring that held everything together was shattered. So unless they also fix it in the intro. (laughs) It's unlikely that the world's going to be in an especially good, like, place when we get there. Oh, that's too bad, because I would love to visit a prom game where the world is blooming. Well, that's cookie and cream. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm assuming this is the intro, and this is the equivalent of, like, in Dark Souls, when they show you Gwyn and the other lords Mm -hmm. and the dragons and everything, but in-game you never really see anything like that. You just see, like, the remnants of it. Right. There right. was a, there was a um someone claimed to have played the demo and we have no idea if it was like true or not. We'll just have to find out later on. What did they say? They said that it was very like um it had a sort of dark soulsy feel to it in that it was very like misty and foggy and that you you wanted it was a ruined village. 
and the people in the village had died and been reanimated. And they were like, they weren't like hollows in Dark Souls. They were more like zombies from Resident Evil. And it was, the atmosphere was very like swamps and fog and like, it was very dark. And they described that there was this like, um, do you know, you know, Wicker Men? Yeah. Yeah. That apparently like the thing they encountered, like there was a giant, the people in the village had built this huge Wicker Man and burned all these people inside of it to like appease a god. It's like, you know what I feel like? If I were trying to just randomly guess what a Miyazaki game would be about, I'd be like, yeah, there were swamps and some fog, and then this giant thing and some people were merged together through some ritual, either by burning or melting into each other. Yeah. The way they're describing, I feel like they're just uh, throwing darts in the dark, you know? Yeah, they could be bullshit, but like, if... If it turns out that what we've seen there is, like, that's just the backstory in the actual world is, like, the fantasy is there, but it's more like the fantasy is there to add horror to what's going on. So it's there to explain why there's, like, bodies being resurrected and why there's, like, demons and things wandering around this world. And it's more like a a horror story, more so than, like, a fantasy epic. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know anything about Song of Ice and Fire, but from what I have gathered by osmosis, (laughs) that is a similar thing where it's, like, it's a fantasy world, but the fantasy stuff is sort of, like, it's the foundation and it's kind of in the background. But most of what happens in that is pretty grounded. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, do you want to start with, um... When I first saw this, I thought, oh, it's someone forging something. It's like a blacksmith with a hammer. But you'll notice that, like, the more that this blacksmith hits the thing, the more that, like, you see these shattered gold shards, like when the guy talks about the Elden Ring being shattered. Yeah, so he's, like, breaking the ring? Well, I think that might be what's happening, because... Mm-hmm. You'll notice that the more he hits it, the more that these, he has these cracks in his body. And the more he is bashing it, the more the cracks are forming. Mm-hmm. So, like, as he's bashing it, his body is falling apart and cracking. And you see, like, that the woman with the prosthetic arm. Yeah. When she connects that, the, the hand that she's got that she's putting it on with, that hand is all cracked as well. Yeah, it's, like, burnt or something. It's, it's cracking open and it's, like, there's fire coming out of it. And like at the end of it, the the big guy who you sort of looks kind of like a like a big version of Ornstein, mm-hmm. he like bursts into flame. Yeah, because he saw the dark sign and he burst into flame. So like, I'm wondering if the the blacksmith character that you see, he's the one that's actually destroyed the ring to begin with. I think so. I think that's what they're trying to get at. Because yeah, yeah. Unless someone else has another explanation, but I think that's literally what he's doing. You only ever see him from behind as well. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that when you see him from the front, he's really chubby and he looks like Chubby Thor from MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're, they're intentionally not showing you what he looks like, which is, like, that sort of fits if you imagine it's, like, the maybe, like, the villain of the story. But I don't think he's the villain. He doesn't strike me as the villain. But, like, they talk about some someone or something has shattered the Elden Ring. So I think, it, like, 
It could be that. But maybe you'll find out later on that, like, he had some other reason for doing it. That's how I feel. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Well, let's go back in the beginning. Okay. Um, so in the very beginning, um... There's also a giant crack on the ground that yeah, I just noticed. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that like you were saying it's like the dark sign. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same deal where like the Elden Ring is like the dark sign which in Japan is called the dark ring. Mm-hmm. Is um it's holding everything together and then when it's shattered that's kind of the equivalent of like Gwyn linking the fire. Yeah. And that's sort of what starts the decay of everything. I mean, here it's manifesting as, like, things are cracking. Like, the the ground is cracking like the ring cracked, and people's mm-hmm. bodies are cracking as well. Yeah. And I think that might be why the the guy at the beginning is, like, offering, like, a severed arm. Because he's, like, replacing the parts of his body that cracked with the body parts of other people. Oh, interesting. That's actually the, the guy I was um, I was going for. Yeah. The guy that's putting the arm on, I love this. Um, when I first saw this, I thought it was like a dream and random arms were coming at him from different angles, from above and below. But if you look closely, it looks like those arms are connected to his back. Yeah, he's like an amygdala. Yeah. Yeah. That is so spoopy. That's even spookier. I love it. And he's putting on... This arm, he's putting it on his existing arm or something? Yeah, his arm is, like, inside it. Yeah, but we don't even know if he has an arm. Whatever it is that he has, he's putting it inside the other arm. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking maybe, like, his arms are shattering because of the ring shattering. So he's, like, affixing body parts to keep himself going. Yeah, I I don't know. I love this. Yeah. And that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but it is kind of like the amygdala. It's very much like the amygdala. Is this the amygdala before the ascent? Why not? And the arms are very weird. How so? Well, they seem to have, like, lumps on them or something. I assume that's just where he's connected them to his arms, though, because they're, like, different sizes, so they've just, like, grown into each other in these weird, like, sort of tumorous masses, yeah. So he just walks around... Taking people's arms and puts it on himself? He might crawl around like a spider. Oh, God! Oh, it's poopy! Oh, Jesus! Well, you ruined it for me, Richie. I thought he was a regular bipedal person. <laughs> we might eat what he can be. He could be like Goro from Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's what I thought he was like. Yeah, well, we, we'll find out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like him anymore. You ruined it for me. Oh, you liked him before? He seemed fine before. Yeah, before he started crawling like a spider, he was fine. But he didn't. I made that up. Yeah, but now I know. All right. It's also worth pointing out that the um, this went into production during the Dark Souls 3 DLC, which was about the city of the ring in which the ring above the city was, like, breaking down and that was ending the world. Also, you know, if you look at the poster and count the rings, there are, like, four rings. Yeah. Dark Souls 4? Well, someone leaked that, like, there were going to be four different kingdoms in it that you explored. So it might be that, like, you got to go get the four different... Like, there's one ring per kingdom and you have to, like, reforge mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
And so do you have any like theories or speculation or whatever or impression of this character? No. Other than what you already mentioned? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. He, he may be the character who's narrating it for all we know. Because he's the first thing you see. Do we know if it's a boy or a girl? I assume it's a guy. I, I assume that's the narrator. Okay, okay. I mean, it might not be, but I'm thinking, yeah. like... Okay, okay. Remember Derasine, right? Yes. How mm-hmm. there's that thing in Derasine about blood and bone. Right. And uh, someone thought that was a hint that Bloodborne 2 was coming and it was going to be, like, Aztec Bloodborne somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... In that book, it talks about how there's a faraway land where people used, like, instead of using, um, um, like, metal and wood to make things, they made everything out of, like, blood and bones. Everything was, yeah. like, organic dead dead people yeah. technology. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, maybe... I, I don't... <laughs> I don't buy the theory that From intentionally leave Easter eggs in their games, like, to clue you into the next release. I think it's more like, that's just what they're working on, so it organically bleeds into the other things they're doing. hmm So, like, it might be that that blood and bones thing is something to do with, like, perhaps Elden Ring, because everyone's bodies are shattering. Yeah. The, like, there's some almost, like, remaking parts of your body, like, system in it, where you can use, like, different... Kind of like Bloodborne, where you, like, take blood into yourself. It might be something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, for, I don't know what, what how the shattering thing functions, but, like, it could be that maybe your character is shattering in the same way that some characters hollow, and the way mm-hmm. that you get out of that is that you, like, attach healthy body parts to you to, like, keep yourself going. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty spoopy. I love it. Because they've mentioned that it's going to have invasions and PvP. Th- that would kind of, like, make sense if, like, your body starts to shatter. So you need to, like, get... You know, same way that, that um, Demon Souls and Dark Souls worked, where, like, if you're in the, the hollow or the soul form and you have to, like get back to human form. You have to invade another player and steal their humanity or steal their body. That would be pretty cool. So it's sort of a yeah. forced PvP mechanic. We are, I'm wondering if, like, maybe that's what's going on here, that, like, mm. if your body starts decaying, you've got to get healthy body parts to fix yourself up, and that's what's going on with this guy. That's cool. They should have consulted you instead of our Martin. They should have called you, bro. You have good ideas. Well, you know, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> I also take slightly less time to write things than George R. R. Martin. So. Oh, bird! Oh, he, he admits that. <laughs> I think even he's worried he's going to die before Song of Ice and Fire is finished. Well, maybe he should stop procrastinating. <laughs> stop consulting on video games <laughs> and write his books. <laughs> Just continue. Okay, so. <laughs> So I don't know. I I don't know if this is a king or a queen we're looking at. At first I thought it was like some sort of a king, but now I wonder because yeah. we don't see the face. So maybe it's a queen. But they have like that, that band around their head that implies they're some kind of like... They're for sure royalty of some sort, I think. Yeah, or like a priest or something. 
Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm basically I'm just wondering if like maybe the way that they show them off the first thing in the trailer is that. But it just makes you wonder if maybe this is like the the firekeeper equivalent or the Andre equivalent or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, unless, unless. Yeah. What if it's an old, decayed version of the guy who broke the Elden Ring? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and when you clearly they yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've been attaching body parts to themselves, and you don't see their face. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that because before you mentioned that, I had a thought in my head. Because later in the trailer, they show uh, a lady who kind of looks like the blacksmith, I guess. She has, like, also gray hair, and she's also very, like, ethereal-looking with the staff. Yeah. So I thought, I what if... Uh, I'll show you, but I thought, what okay. if this is her toward the end of the game? Yeah, it could be, yeah. But, like, and just, like, the multiple arms makes me wonder if it's a boss, though, because that does seem like an obvious boss design. Like, something mm-hmm. that can... Yeah. has, like, it's, like, sextuple wielding. <laughs> yeah, and it would be a really cool, like, boss animation where you walk somewhere and they're just, like, attaching yeah. arms and just being spooky. And yeah. then it, it can do the amygdala thing where it rips two of its arms off and starts clubbing you with them. <laughs> oh, God, I love it! I love the amygdala because it's like, oh my God, you tested it so much, it rips its own arms out and starts hitting you with them. That's what I would do if I could. Yeah. Yeah. I identify with the amygdala a lot. Okay, I'll... <laughs> I won't test you then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you do you have anything to say about this character? Anything else? Like, they have gray hair? Well, we can talk about the arms later on. Yeah. Like, when we get to the, um, the red-haired woman. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, we mentioned that they have some sort of a headgear that could indicate something. You say it could be a priest or a priestess. Oh, well, the fact that they're wearing like a little headband suggests they have some kind of official role. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I think it's a king or a queen. That's the vibe I'm getting from them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have like a little bit of green, kind of like Shira. Yeah. Daughter of the Duke. Yeah. Gray hair, kind of like a firekeeper from Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Or old people. Or Sephiroth. You calling me old? I've got some grey hair too. <laughs> uh, Sephiroth, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I recently became familiar with the Final Fantasy VII game, so I understand this reference. And then, then you confuse the plot with the plot of Beast Wars. <laughs> and now we have to work on untangling what parts were Final Fantasy VII and what parts were Beast Wars. <laughs> I think the lesson here is not to drink while while I'm playing through games with you. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, that sounds a little ridiculous. <laughs> I think we should move on to the next. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's move on to the next thing. Oh, and my boyfriend, one last thing, my boyfriend, when he saw that, he's like, oh, so that's where Sekiro's arm went. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, at the end. Okay, okay, I just noticed something. So at the very end, 
Um, you probably noticed this before, but the fake arm that uh, they're just putting on, it like twitches. Yeah, yeah, because that's like, I guess he's replaced his arm with that. So yeah, it's like, like it works now. Now it can move, yeah. Oh, I like that detail. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So here we see the hammer. What, what yeah. are these lines that are coming out of the hammer? Well, like we were saying, I think that this might be the shattering of the Elden Ring. Because you can see that, like, they don't appear to be forging something. Mm-hmm. It's like they're shattering something because you can see little shards of metal flying around, yeah. like, when they bash with it. And also that, I mean, I know it's a fantasy thing, but that doesn't really look like a blacksmith's hammer. It's very, very no. ornate. It looks like a top of a staff or something. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, you'll see later on that they, they collapse and, like, slump down. So I think this this is supposed to be the shattering of the Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. But I just uh, I just really like this effect. Um yeah, it's like like um I'm guessing that's like the like I've skipped forward slightly, you can see that it's almost like there are sort of threads of light coming out of the stone that the hammer's hitting and they're mm-hmm. reaching up toward the stone. It's not like they're coming out of the hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, true. I'm just I just love this. I don't know, I just love it. Yeah, I think shot. that might be like like as the ring is being shattered, the like energy is sort of like mm-hmm. coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um yeah. and you know who else has a hammer? Thor. Thor has a hammer. Yep, you've you've discovered Norse mythology. <laughs> I've known Norse mythology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I have a video um talking about Norse mythology and how Norse mythology reflects in um, Dark Souls. Millwood Knights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was back when your channel was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the pre-Richard pre, uh, yeah. Ruins Everything. Yeah, phase. it's one yeah. of those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'll link it uh, somewhere below. Yeah, I put a lot of effort into that one. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it'll... No, don't worry. Okay, let's what? go. What? No, no, what, what I was going to say, do you think there'll be, like, it'll reveal about Great Rune in it, but then I realized the Great Rune's not happening, it's Elden Ring. Because <laughs> re- remember when it was first announced, everyone was like, oh, it's Norse. It's, like, Nordic mythology. And I was like, oh, you think, like, the Millwood Knights were, like, they sort of grew out of that, that from were playing around with Vikings. And they were like, oh, cool, let's put some of those in Dark Souls as well. But uh, it's like a Celtic thing. Celtic Gaelic-looking thing. We'll find out more as we go in, obviously. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Richie. And so, they're still breaking the ring. Yep. That's pretty much the whole trailer. <laughs> they look like they're in some sort of a cave. Yeah, they're underground somewhere. Yeah, there's some light that appears as they shatter the ring, and it's uh, there's a wall next to them. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we're now on the woman with the prosthetic metal arm. I just love this so much. Like, yeah. I love this. I love her. I want to print this. I want this as a painting in my living room. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. 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 So I'm guessing that like her, she needs the prosthetic arm because her like arm cracked off, like the other people. Well, I mean, it looks like she's had this for a while though, so it may be unrelated. Maybe she lost it like in battle. 
Um, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think that her prosthetic arm necessarily appeared as a result of cracking. I think it's been there for a while because it also matches her helmet. Well, do you want to talk about, like, the sort of Celtic Gaelic influence? All right, yeah. Because there's a, a mythic character in, um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because I don't speak this language, but um, Nuada, N-U-A-D-A, who is a famous uh, Celtic kind of mythic character who is a king and he loses one of his arms. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, you can't be the king if you only have one arm. So he gets a metal arm forged for himself. Oh, and then he becomes king again. So I'm wondering if, like, if they're riffing on Nuada with that character. Mm-hmm. Or Miyazaki could just be taking inspiration from Berserk and making it his own. Well, that, that'd, be, that'd be very... Mm. Mm. I can't even joke about it because it's been going for 10 years now. Um, I think like we need to be clear because people are like, oh, I thought it was Nordic and now it's Gaelic. What's going on? And um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like it can just be it. Cause remember we were talking about the legacy of Kane games mm-hmm. twice now. Yeah. And we keep, I mean, I keep bringing up anyway, the, the reason that, like, that had a weird history is because the company that made it were diverting all of their resources into another game called Too Human. Mm-hmm. And Too Human was straight up, like, DOS mythology and space! <laughs> to the point where, like, I, mm-hmm. I've i never played Too Human, but I've seen, like, footage of Too Human, and I'm like, yep, there's, a, there's the guy with the eye patch, and there's the woman whose face is half and half, and there's mm-hmm. the guy with one hand, and it's like, okay, like, I get who all these people are supposed to be. Everything is clearly looks like one-to-one, but it's in space. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to do it with this. Like, they can just draw from a variety of sources. Well, I think that's what Souls usually does. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's not going to be specifically, like, one. Th- and, like, the, 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 the way that everything seems to revolve around this ring that's been forged is very close to, like, the ring cycle. The, the German story, and then, like, that's drawn from a Finnish story. So, like, that that's happening, but at the same time, like, just the logo, the, the way Elden Ring is written, that doesn't look like an especially sort of Nordic design. No. And, like, you can see on this woman, like, the, the prosthetic arm, there's all this, like, floral motifs and things, and it's very rounded. So it's it it doesn't it's not one specific like thing that's being raided. It's it's a mixture of different. Yeah, I agree. With and that. also, like, I don't I don't know why you would consult with a famous fantasy author and then just rip off like an existing <laughs> mythology that's in the public domain one for one. So <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be like Nordic or Celtic. It's going to be like probably like a broad like European sort of like influence on it, maybe. If that leak's correct and there's a Wicker Man, then, like, that would sort of be what they're going for. Also, keep in mind that, like, they've said it's open world and there's, like, multiple kingdoms you can go to. Yeah. So they probably all have a different theming. So there could be, like, there'll be, like, a Nordic one and then, like, a Celtic one. and a Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Cool, thank you. I really like her getup. 
I love the fur yeah. that she has around her neck. Yeah. And shoulders. Yeah. Like, she's beautiful. I'm in love. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she's a good guy. <laughs> Do you think you'll encounter her and, like, the rest of her will also be prosthetic by that point? Oh, that's an interesting thing. You know so, I like, just... you can see her arm is, the other arm is cracking and, like, yeah. bleeding out fire. Yeah. Yeah. But, Richie, you know what this reminds me of? Oh, what's that anime that my boyfriend and I saw recently and I told you and you were like, oh, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not Totoro. Oh, uh, Castle in the Sky. No, 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 no. It's the one where there's, like, a war and a bunch of, like... And yeah, Princess Mononoke. No, 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 insect. No, the other one. Oh, Nausicaa. Is it? And she like flies on the little thing. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Valley of the Wind. Yeah. So yeah. you know how one of the characters, she's a, uh, I guess, a queen or something. And she's got a metal arm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of her body is yeah, like prosthetic. Yeah. Okay, that's what it's reminding me of now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Do you have anything else okay. to add or? Nice helmet. It's got wings. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But the background, it reminds me of uh, Dark Souls 3. After a certain yep. point, things go red. <laughs> mm. Remember? Mm, Dark Souls 3, when um, the, the dark ring, something goes wrong with the ring, <laughs> yes. and everything starts burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this one, they're like, the Elden Ring, look at the sky, it burns! <laughs> and that's like the same... <laughs> Do you think this is going to be, like, things Miyazaki wanted to do in Dark Souls 3 and couldn't, and he's repurposing them for this? I think so. <laughs> I kind of think so, yeah. Mm, mm. This is all happening after some huge battle. Everyone's, like, fighting each other. This This character here is a knight with a spear, and they're fighting the very large knight that you see later on. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the leaks mentioning that the story was, like, about a... It begins by introducing you to a series of different knights. Mm -hmm. Who, like, all used to work together and then kind of, like... They they broke down into, like, two groups that fought each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that, like, that's what that was referring to. Because this looks like what's happening. It's, like, these very distinctive looking like knight characters having a fight, like, between themselves. This might be, like, to do with the Elden Ring. Like, maybe part, some of them wanted it shattered and some of them didn't, or something like that. Or it has nothing to do with the Elden Ring. Well, okay, here's the weird thing, though. Mm-hmm. It ends with that big, um... Guy on fire. ...strong yeah. knight. He burns up. So I'm like... What was the point? Well, no, like, is, is like, do you encounter, like, them at all, if he, like... Because they don't seem to be doing very well in this, which I assume is the intro. So I don't know what state you find them in in the game, if, like, you... Yeah. It may even be, like, um... Like, <laughs> like Legacy of Kane, where you, um... You see them like this in the intro, and then when we meet them in-game, like, because they've all decayed, they've, like, taken on different forms. Mm-hmm. Actually, that yeah. would be... That would be neat. Do you think someone will get around the decay by putting their soul into a doll? <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> we should have, like, a Elden Ring bingo. <laughs> like, is there going to be a swamp? Is there going to be a doll? 
Is there going to be a lava level? Also, the way the, the guy is saying, like, look at the sky, it burns. Mm-hmm. Do you think the sky is going to look like that for the whole game? I don't think it's going to look like that for the whole game. I yeah, think it's going to go yeah. through, like, a sky cycle. Yeah, like uh, Dark Souls 3 was going to. Well, Dark Souls 3 did, though. Yeah, but it was going to have more complicated sky stuff with, like, the the worms flying and everything. Yeah, and Bloodborne had a bit of a sky cycle going on as well. Just a tad. <laughs> but I wanted to say how... Do you see the guy's helmet? Yeah. It looks like there's, like, fingers. You know, this thing? Oh, he kind of does, yeah, the, the visor he's got, yeah. And his design is very souls, I think. Yeah, this is why I'm thinking it's just like... Oh, it may even be that like there's just one knight from each of these kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we see three here. And yeah. I think there's meant to be four kingdoms, so... Maybe the fourth person is the person shattering the ring. Yeah, that that actually would make a lot of sense. That, like... If there's the four knights and they split into two groups and then, like... Mm-hmm. One of them is, like, the big guy is protecting the guy who's breaking the ring, and that's why they're fighting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here, there's a very intense, like, hit with the spear. And then we see the ring shatter. Yeah. And you can see, like, the the shattering ring, like, the little fragments of metal are flying off it. Mm-hmm. So that this is what why I'm assuming the guy with the hammer is breaking the Elden Ring. The guy with the hammer is 100% breaking the Elden Ring. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- like, but when I first saw it, I thought he might be forging it. Because if you go into, like, like Norse myth and stuff, the idea of, like, the dwarves forging, mm-hmm. like, rings that yeah. Tolkien takes for Lord yeah. of the Rings, like, that's drawn from, like, the, like, the ring cycle, so... Mm-hmm. Well, if you watch the trailer backwards, mm. then he's actually restoring the ring. And he puts on some great moisturizer. <laughs> is that the the humanity equivalent's going to be moisturizer? This is not the first time moisturizer comes up in our podcast. Yeah. It was with Walter. We decided that what Walter has under his bucket is the same thing as I do. He puts shea butter and cocoa butter masks on his head, <laughs> puts a bucket over it. That's why his hair is so amazing. <laughs> so in this game... Please cut most of this. In this game, they use the same type of moisturizer, but for their skin. Because it's true, you can use what I use for my hair, like mm-hmm. the mask. I also use it for my skin. Yeah. And it's very, very effective. Good. Let's keep going. Okay. Okay, so here, is it the same person? Or is it someone else? It's the same person. Because I went back and forth with this in my head, because I thought that... Who, Who else would it be? I thought, like... I thought there were two of them. I thought Thor was breaking the ring, and then this is a firekeeper. No, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Oh, okay. I don't know, this reminds me of the Dragon Slayer armor. Yeah. And also, uh, they have, like, um, on the side, what do you call those? Horns? Tusks. Yeah, tusks. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a, like a boar. And that's very, like, a, like a Celtic thing, mm-hmm. like, the, the boar sort of, like, imagery. Yeah. And yeah. 
people pointed this out. They have like um nameless king hair going on. Yeah. 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 And uh they have the signature gut sword as well. Yeah, and um some people have pointed out that he looks a lot like there's a berserk character called King Geyseric. Who has the same kind of like very bulky armor design, and there's another berserk character called Grunveld, who has a similar helmet where it's like a dragon head with the big tusks sticking out the side. So, mm-hmm. is he kneeling right now, or are his arms just really long? I think he's. Um, I think he might have like collapsed forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like he, I think he's on his knees, yeah, because like this follows him with him like burning up and kind of cracking. So I think this is meant to be him like dying. Yeah, because otherwise the proportions are very peculiar. Yeah, but like if it's going for a, like a more mythic feel, then he might be like a like a fantasy dwarf or oh, something. Oh, okay, actually, yeah, like a big stocky guy or a giant. But mm-hmm. then like you can see corpses in front of him that are presumably human, and they're they're smaller than he is. So yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And, um, okay, yeah. Yeah. And so he's burning. I guess everybody in the world who saw this and who played Dark Souls, I guess it yeah. takes them back to uh, Link the Fire ending. Uh, also, someone on Twitter pointed out to me, and I retweeted it, that um, the word for fire in, like, some Gaelic or Celtic language is, like, Eldia. It's very close to Elden. Mm -hmm. So it could even be, like, knowing that, like, who we're dealing with, it could be, like, (laughs) the Elden Ring could be, like, the fire, literally. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the source of fire, and by by shattering it, like, the fire has been freed, and that's why everyone is, like, they're burning, like, they're cracking, but it's almost like they're cracking into lava. Like, you see it here, and you see it with the the one-armed woman's other hand. Yeah, it's like it's cracks and burns. It's not just cracks like the other guy. Yeah, they're almost turning into, like, like volcanic rock. Mm-hmm. So that could be, like, what's happened with the Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But it's making everything burn up. Mm-hmm. Cool. And the way that they talk about, like, it commanded the stars, which makes me wonder if it's something to do with, like, the sun, because the sun is, like, a hot thing. So they forgot to put some sunscreen that day, and now they're burning. Yes. Do you know you can get lotions and face creams that have, like, sun protection? Uh, no, but... That's what they should have gotten, instead of the regular lotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Just checking how long we've been recording for. 57 minutes. (laughs) Okay. So... There's also fog on the ground. Yep. Interesting. Is it fog, or do you think it's like... It might be like ash, because everything's melting and, like, cracking into <laughs> dust. Sorry. Ingrid, Ingrid sneezed and it scared me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Can we go back to them saying it burns, actually? Because... If you look at the way that the when he burns up, the flames don't like you would expect if he were just on fire, the flames would just go straight upward. Mm-hmm. But they look like they're being drawn backward, like they be it's being sucked out of him. Oh, interesting! I thought it was just wind because his cape is also going backwards. 
Well, it could be the wind, but like it could also be that maybe like like Dark- I'm gonna say like Dark Souls a lot, but you know, <laughs> like in like in Dark Souls three when the the Dark Ring shatters mm-hmm. and the humanity comes out of people as those like butterfly things or like the roots that are growing out of people, maybe like the if you imagine like in. We don't know, like, how mythic it is, but if you imagine, like, in this mythology, maybe people are brought to life with fire. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's even, like, they're made from clay and then brought to life with fire, and then the shattering of the Elden Ring is, like, the fire is going out of them and they're reverting to being clay again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It could be something like that. Yeah. But also, if you look at the fog on the ground, the fog and the cape go in the same direction as the flame, though. Yeah. Yeah, so it could just be wind. But what you said was very deep, and I really appreciate it. Could still be true. So here's Thor again. Yep, not not looking too well. (laughs) Okay, so I guess I'm just like, I assumed that it was two people, uh boy Thor and a girl Thor, and I'm assuming this is girl Thor, because her braid is on the side. Oh, you think it's, like, two... I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, though. I mean, we'll we'll find out, I guess. Like, because I feel like his braid switches places from back to the side, but maybe it's also him just... That could could just be because he keeps, like, bending backward and, like, throwing himself forward when he hits the hammer. Oh. So his hair keeps shifting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it w- yeah. Never mind. <laughs> also, you can see, like, in this part, like, the flame is receding out of the stone when he oh, hits yeah! it. Oh, yeah! Okay, let's look at that again. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah! Oh, actually, it's not... S- oh, well, I don't know if it's flame or it's just, like, the end. Energy- oh, yeah, it's like the ring had, like, fire in it. And then when it was shattered, like, the fire energy sort of leaks out. Yeah, and burns everything. Yeah, so, like, all it looks like all the fire is being sucked out of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm, much like another game. What game? Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. Was there a lot of fog in the first reveal of Bloodborne? I feel like there was. Um, and the screen. Well, there's a lot of fog. There's a lot of fog in the early Bloodborne because they like used a different lighting engine. Did this start out as Bloodborne two, and turned into Elden Ring? Well, I've got news about From Software and colorless fog. Yes, it's a recurring theme. No. I know it. It predates Demon Souls. It goes back to I think a game <laughs> called Lost Kingdom. It's a GameCube game. It's about a kingdom that's swallowed by colorless fog. Oh my goodness. So, okay, so let me ask you, what do you think the shattering on Thor's back represents? Well, it looks like the Elden Ring. Like they, they talk about like it's the thing that was commanding everything and like holding things together. Mm-hmm. So when you shatter the Elden Ring, like because that was what was holding everything together, the shattering of the ring causes like the... You can see the ground is shattering mm-hmm. as well. There's this huge, like, crack forming. And then, like, I guess because the people are also bound to the ring, they start cracking. And But I, I'm wondering if, like, because there were a whole lot of soldiers in that 
yeah. in that battle scene. And I'm wondering if, like, did they also crack, or is it just, like, the four... No, I think they were killed. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think everything is shattering, or it's just, like, in, in the way that, like, the Dark Souls games, like, there's the gods, and then there's the humans, and things affect them differently? Yeah, I think, I don't know, I feel like the whole Elden Ring and the ring cracking only affects certain people a certain way. Yeah. Like, not everyone. I think those soldiers died way before that in the battlefield. And maybe yeah. only, like, only certain individuals are going to burn up. Yeah, because that's a very, like, if you're talking about sort of, like, mythic ideas, the mm-hmm. idea of, like, there's these immortals that can't die, but their power is held in a ring. Yeah. And if you break the ring, that's what kills them. Yeah. Like in, um, like, you'd know, like, like Koshai. Yeah, the idea that, like, you can't kill him, but, like, his heart is, like, hidden somewhere else, and if you kill his heart, then he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His soul is usually a needle, and it's usually located in an egg. Yeah, it's like a needle in an egg in a chicken on an island, and it's like this whole, like, like a matryoshka doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you kill him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just reading the, like... Oh, let's talk about, um, yeah, the interview. The interview with From, yeah. So Miyazaki says it began development after Dark Souls 3's DLC. hmm And he says that, um... He says at the time it was being planned as a more classic fantasy title. hmm Compared to others that were being considered or in development. And he says that, like, the way he says at the time, I'm wondering if that means that, like, it became darker as it went on. Because I don't think, I don't know if they had George R. R. Martin on um, consulting at that point. I don't know when he was brought on, but, like, it's been in development for three years, so. And uh, Miyazaki also mentions how he's a big fan and he didn't think that Mr. Martin would, like, agree to consult on the game. And he was, like, happy when he did. Yeah. And he was too shy to contact him. So someone else had to contact him. Yeah. It's like you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm shy. (laughs) George R.R. Martin is, like, sitting at home. He's like, what the fuck is a dark soul? (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just how I imagine he talks. It was more like anything to procrastinate from writing. Listen, you can have me for the next three years. <laughs> and how Lord of the Rings do you think this game is going to be? Well, it's got rings in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rings in Lord of the Rings, they're like drawn from the sort of tradition that like the ring cycle like Ring of the Nibelungen is is from. So like I don't know if they they wouldn't necessarily be drawing from Lord of the Rings, they'd be drawing from the sources that Lord of the Rings was drawing from. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna have to do a series where we watch the entire of uh, Fritz Lang's Nibelungen? That's like five hours long. Yeah, why not? Are you sure? Sure, whatever. So we've done worse. We really have. <laughs> How many hours of Reborn have we watched? That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, and he says it's like it's a more like he's it's the like the other half of Sekiro. Like he's focusing on RPG elements rather than the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he basically talks a lot about how there's going to be just a lot of options available. You can like different builds and things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be like he's again just saying it's going to be a very hard game. He wants there to be a lot of challenging bosses for the people to overcome in different ways. It's going to be a lot of character customization. He specifies that like you will be able to make your own character. Mm-hmm. So like there was um there have been a bunch of leaks and a lot of them were bullshit but got reported anyway. And like <laughs> one of the bullshit ones said that like there were you picked from one of three preset characters and that's clearly not what's happening. Yeah. You can make your own yeah. So so whatever was missing in Sekiro, they're adding it to this game. Yeah, and um, he spec- interestingly, Miyazaki specifies that like he's a fan of George R. R. Martin, but he, um, his the thing about Martin's work that he likes the most is not actually Song of Ice and Fire. It's a vampire story he wrote called like Favorite Dream. I guess it's an old way of spelling fever. And he says, like, because that's, like, a vampire story, and he, like, that's what interested him about Martin, more so than Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably, like, that might hint at the direction it's going, that it's, like, toward a more horror-inflected approach. Yeah, I hope it's more dark than fantasy, because, as you know, I'm not a Super big fantasy fan. Yeah. But I do like dark stuff. Yeah, and like, um, the Derasene, like the stuff they were looking at, because I know Miyazaki said prior to Derasene that he'd looked into a lot of Celtic fairy stuff. Mm-hmm. So that might be part of it. But like, it's the stuff he looked at for that is going to end up in, in, um, Elden Ring. Yeah. Soul of Cinder yeah. told us that Miyazaki spent a lot of time pretending to be a fairy in his office. I'm sorry I wasn't there for that. Yeah. It was a good it was a good podcast. It says that um Martin wrote the overarching mythos of the world. Mm-hmm. And And then he says, okay, here's here's how he explains it. He says that George R. 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 Martin came up with like the the sort of basis of everything. Mm-hmm. Like how like the mythic background and then he says, and that provided interesting characters and drama, and that was stimulus for me and the staff. So it's like Martin built the world for them, and then they built on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Rich, so what's your knowledge of uh, Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones? Or uh, almost nothing. Hmm. I have picked up. Stuff from like by osmosis from hanging around people who know about it, but like I've never watched Game of Thrones at all. I have never read any of the books, and prior to it being a show, I only knew it existed because <laughs> there was an issue of Dragon Magazine where they gave stats for all the characters if you wanted to run them in a D and D campaign. Cool. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know about. Um, 
Song of Ice and Fire or anything like that before the show Game of Thrones came out. And I didn't really watch it, but I have seen memes on the internet. Good. Good. What I also like to do is Mm -hmm. YouTube Game of Thrones deaths and just watch those. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty chill. I like them. Just chilling out watching people die horribly. (laughs) Whenever I say something and you repeat it back to me. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds different. Yeah. Than what I feel like it should sound. He says that the the scale of the world is Mm -hmm. dramatically increased. It's worded in a way where I'm not entirely sure um, what it's increased relative to. Yeah. If he means it, it's if it it's increased dramatically relative to like Dark Souls, which was already huge. Yeah. But he may he may just mean it increased dramatically in development because they were so excited by like what Martin wrote. Dark Souls Two has like forty bosses. I don't know. <laughs> okay, he, he says specifically it is without a doubt our biggest title yet in terms of sheer volume. So one hundred bosses. <laughs> Well, Dark Souls 2 is as big as Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3 put together, so... Yeah, yeah. He says um, open world is how he's describing it, but he doesn't necessarily mean that in, like, a Bethesda sense. No, I don't think it's like a Skyrim open world. Yeah, it's just very, very big and non-linear. Yeah. I think it's going to be, like, Dark Souls 1, but with more open spaces. So Dark Souls 2. (laughs) Yes. Well, Dark Souls 2 is also about kingdoms, right? And you have to kill kings? In the DLC, yeah. They decided it was about that after they finished it. And <laughs> then made some DLC, so that was the recurring theme. Okay. <laughs> I guess we figured it out. This is Dark Souls 2 too. Elden Ring is the name given to a mysterious concept that defines the world itself. Why did you ignore my Dark Souls 2-2 comment? Because Miyazaki revealed that the Elden Ring is a mysterious concept, and I just had to get it out there. (laughs) This interview also references... There's a... He says, like, can you tell us about the character shown in the concept art? So, this character is not shown off in the, um... The trailer. I'll just go find it. It looks very, very Dark Souls 3. I know the character you're talking about. It's like... um... It's like a cross between Lothric and Yorm with the Soul of Cinder's sword. If you saw this picture without context or the title in the upper right corner, would you not think Dark Souls 4? I would think, I wonder if that's a cut boss from Dark Souls 3. So we'll describe it. It is a giant man. Okay, it's either a giant man or a man who lives in a very small cathedral. (laughs) And he has very, very pale skin, kind of like Prince Lothric. He's got a hood over his face, kind of like Prince Lothric, but the hood's got, like, a face drawn on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he is holding a big, like, it's a spear thing, but it's curled around at the end, like, sort of, uh, Soul of Cinder's sword. 
Yeah, and all around him is a whole lot of flame. It's like if Lorien and Lothric were the Wonder Twins. And then they did, like, powers activate and they fuse together. You would have this. Exactly, yeah. Also, he's got, like, a a sort of disc thing that he's wearing around his chest. Like Iron Man? A bit like Iron Man. And I think, like, from memory, that is, like, a Celtic thing. This, like, wearing, like, a a metal disc thing over your, um, Mm. like, ceremonially. So, Richie, we have Thor, we have Iron Man. I'm right about this being MCU Phase 4. It's the woman with the metal arm, the Winter Soldier. <gasps> yes! And also Black Widow, because she has red hair. Yeah! Yeah, exactly! And the big guy is is the Hulk in the Hulkbuster suit. That's exactly what I was thinking! I'll level with you. I haven't seen any MCU films since, like, 2008. I'm just going off what I've seen other people talk about. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I mean, as long as Loki makes an appearance. Me dead. He's alive in my heart. Do you want to go through the list of the MCU movies I have seen? It's all of them. Yes. Yeah. We've established this. Okay. Yeah. Do you know which one's my favorite? Thor Ragnarok? Yes! Oh, good. That's like 10,000 points for you, Richie. Thank you. Welcome. I'm just zooming in and looking at the design. Yeah, same here. Now, what's the bet that we do encounter this character, but they're in a completely different area? It's like you're reading my (laughs) mind today. I was just thinking that. (laughs) That character will end up being the tutorial boss. (laughs) And then this area here will have, like, a knight in it who looks identical to the knights in a completely different area. This time I'll be prepared because back in the day I wasn't following Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 as they were being announced. Yeah. Because I wasn't a Souls gamer until, you know, the basically old Hunters DLC. Yeah. So I wasn't really following the development and the screenshots and this and that. But I'm happy because this time I'll know. So this time when I see this guy in the wrong place, I'll know. Yeah. What else can we say about the trailer? Let's watch it one last time to see if we missed anything. Hey, you know that the concept art I just showed you? Mm-hmm. He's got, a, like, a gem above his, like, hood thing that looks like Viola's gem. Oh, so he's a vile blood. Mm-hmm. You know what, you could just show me this character and say this is the cut vile blood, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm looking at him, okay, here's something we can point out, right? Mm-hmm. This dude is not shattering. Not that we see. Well, you see, like, his arms are visible and there's no, like, cracks in them. 
And he's immune to fire. Yeah. Do you think... Hang on, hang on. Do you think maybe this is the guy that breaks the ring? Because remember, we never saw that guy's face, but we saw kind of enough of it, and they look like they have a similar build. I I think I I don't know if it's the guy that breaks the ring, but I think it's somebody that's like from the same clan or whatever. Yeah, because we didn't get a sense of scale, so the guy who broke the ring could be a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how this guy has like these bracelets? Yeah. The other one didn't, but also he was shirtless, so maybe he's like. Just took everything off, you know? Yeah. I guess if it's like... I'm wondering if it's gonna, like, straight up just have different, like... Um, mythic sort of races in it. Like, more so than Souls did, so it'll just be like a... Like a giant kingdom that's just full of giants. I hope so, that would be cool. Yeah. There's giants in Game of Thrones, aren't there? Yes, giants are a non-human race considered to be legendary by the inhabitants of the Seven Kingdoms south of the Wall, but they do exist. Uh-huh. Interesting. Richie, did you know in Game of Thrones there's this one guy that crushed another guy's face like a watermelon? Were you watching that while chilling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're just sitting there, like, glassy-eyed, drinking Japanese slippers and watching people get tortured to death. I'm just chilling. <laughs> when you put it that way, well, you you bully. You make everything I do seem I don't know weird. I'm just repeating back to you what you actually said you did. <laughs> when we listen to the trailer this time, can you repeat what the narrator is saying, but in one of your narrator voices? You get to pick the voice. Can it be a Brutus? Oh my god, a Brutus! Is a Brutus here? Uh, if possible, I was uh, mentioned and summoned. Hi, a Brutus! How are you? Hello, I'm, do- I'm doing well. Why have you summoned me? So, would you mind doing the thing that I asked Richard to do? Uh, certainly. Okay. Alright, get ready. I doubt you could even imagine it. (laughs) That which commanded the stars, giving life its first brilliance. The Elden Ring. Oh, Elden Ring. Shattered. By someone or something. 
tell me you don't see it. <laughs> Look up at the sky. It burns. That all I was required to do. Thank you, Brutus. That's, that's Thank awesome. you. I'll need, I'll need a baby in exchange for this. <laughs> so, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back around and pick it up later. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Brutus. was a very serious podcast, just like we agreed in the beginning. To be fair, I think anyone with standards stopped listening. Like, within the first, literally seconds. <laughs> this is 90 minutes long. Remember when I, when I said, well, t yeah, I don't mind doing an Elden Ring discussion because it's only going to be, like, short. Because there's not that much to say. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Jesus. So, when I was rewatching the trailer, I didn't see anything that we didn't really cover or didn't address. Because yeah, it's not very long, and not very much happens. <laughs> and you think that we would have maybe five minutes to discuss, but it's dragged on and featured the return of the <laughs> dubiously popular character in Bruitus. <laughs> member of the snap covenant <laughs> and you talking about thor oh i love thor chubby thor is best thor you know i didn't really I, that's like not thor. what people are coming to watch though let me finish you know i didn't really appreciate thor until i saw thor ragnarok and after watching that that became my favorite mcu movie and Thor became my favorite character and then Chubby Thor just solidified it and then I went back and rewatched the first two Thor movies and you know what they were okay. Yep. So your takeaway from this Eternal Ring trailer analysis is that the Thor trilogy is okay. Because of Thor Ragnarok. Yes. <laughs> you got it. So, Richie, now that we talked and discussed Elden Ring in detail... So <sighs> we, <laughs> we didn't! What do you mean? What do you mean? We, we, what? It was like 5% Elden Ring and the rest was just a hideous tangent. No, I think you're just... No, you're exaggerating. It was not... It was mostly... It was like 95% Elden Ring. We went off on a couple of tensions, but most things were relevant. Like, I don't see any patron content on this recording. I think the whole thing should be on Patreon, and then you should clip out, like, half an hour to make a video out of. <laughs> so, 
Richie, how would you recommend people prepare for lore hunting in Elden Ring? I would recommend waiting for the game to come out and starting from there. No, but I mean, prepare in terms of like, what kind of arsenal should you have in terms of mythology? What kind of arsenal? <laughs> Stop repeating things back to me. <laughs> But surely when you listen to these back, when you're editing them, you also hear yourself. We've been through this, Richie. When we record these podcasts and when I edit them, I'm in complete denial of this actually being me talking. So it works out okay. Oh my god. I googled Elden Ring concept art, and there's a photograph of a place called Hutt's Hamburgers in Austin, Texas. So, perhaps, the secrets lie there. Alright, Richie, do the outro. That was a truly epic discussion of the (laughs) very short and somewhat confusing teaser for Elden Rune. Ring. A game. <laughs> Did you just say Elden Rune Ring? Yes, it's your fault. <laughs> you jinxed me. I think we should just roll with it and call it Elden Rune from now on. You're gonna make Elden Rune as like the App Store ripoff. <laughs> it's just an endless runner featuring the woman with a metal arm. You just have to collect fruit. And then if you get hit, you have to watch an ad. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. Okay. Done. You suggested it, Richard. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Yeah? Well, you can try making it if you want, but like, do you know how to program for the app store? Do you know what that means? Uh, you, you use the the tone of voice you usually use when you're about to segue into a discussion of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, <laughs> Do you know what that means? Hello, Elden Rune! Hello, Miyazaki! Hello, George R.R. R. Martin! George R.R. R. Martin! Ah! <laughs> People who watch RuPaul's Drag Race and follow Alaska on YouTube will understand. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a huge, huge crossover there between... I'm not saying it's not there. (laughs) But also, it's not, like... I don't know how sustainable that would be as, like, a unique selling point. No, but... No, no, what I was trying to get at, which you weren't picking up on, is that you're gonna program the game. (laughs) Jesus, Richie. You know, I almost made, like, a parody of Slashy Souls. Oh, yeah? was going to be called Squeezy Souls. And you played as Bandai Namco and you had to squeeze as much money out of the Souls series as possible before the contract ran out. And it was like Cookie Clicker. But then I decided that it'd take... I'd spent like two hours on it. That's probably long enough. Excellent outro, Richie. Thank you. (laughs) Please remove almost all of this.